Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Friends, welcome to the Monica Swanson podcast powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and soon to be released Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Which is the exact opposite message of the one that says, don't put too much pressure on yourself because really it's not up to you. Salvation, absolutely not up to us. I agree. But just like we talked about, but the ability to impact generations to come, oh my goodness, up to you because the Lord has tasked you with that and it's amazing. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast and I am so happy to get to share this super inspiring, encouraging, maybe a little convicting uh, conversation with Abby Halberstadt with all of you. Abby is just one of those people I have so much respect for and just get really, really fired up when I listen to her. Um, she's not only a mom of 10, and yeah, my mind was blowing up at some of the things she shares in this interview. You're going to love it. So interesting. Uh, not only does she dance with her kids on Instagram and do it well, uh, she homeschools, she's a fitness instructor. She is amazing, but she is a woman of conviction. And she really is calling us all up to... Um, to really resist this pervasive cultural call to mediocre motherhood, as she calls it, uh, the hot mess mom culture we talk about, uh, she elevates motherhood to a place it belongs. And I just love it. So I hope you're so encouraged by this conversation. Now, please spread the word about this one. If you have girl mom friends that maybe weren't listeners back when it was the boy mom podcast, let your friends know. I think this is a conversation that can really encourage and and change the course of how we are looking at motherhood in the year ahead. So there's always show notes um, over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And I'll be linking to all the things we talk about and just really grateful that you're all here. And also um, just make sure you're following this podcast. If you haven't clicked on that little plus sign, I guess they call it follow now on Apple Podcasts, but uh, that way you get episodes delivered to you each week in your podcast 
library. <laughs> so make sure you're doing that. And if you haven't left a rating or review yet, that means so much to me. You just scroll down on your phone where you see those five stars, tap on them. And if you want to leave a few words about what you love most about the Monica Swanson podcast, that would mean so much to me. All right, friends, let's dive in and talk to Abby Halberstadt about what it means to rise above mediocre motherhood. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, Abby, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So excited to talk to you. It's taken us a little work to make this connection. And so I'm so happy this day is here. And there's just a whole lot that I love about you. I think I first enjoyed seeing you on Instagram dancing with your kids. Hello. Come on. (laughs) I was like, I like her. And my kids won't dance with me, but it's probably a good thing because I don't think I've got the moves you've got. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't have them before we started practicing. So I think it's all about, um, you know, a willingness to be flexible. Let's say that. (laughs) I'm I'm still not giving up. I'm like, you know what? And you and I have a lot in common. um, But one thing that you may not know, uh, I too was a fitness instructor most of my life until we moved to the country recently, but you're still teaching fitness, right? I am. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well with that, go ahead and just give us your full introduction because you do a lot more than teach fitness, but (laughs) go ahead and tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I am Abby Halberstadt. I um, am married to a really, really good, kind, talented man, Renaissance guy. He's actually um, built our last two houses Mm. with his hands and we make a really fun, good team working together to do things like that. Um, People always get very impressed with that, but then they're like, so what's, what's the next house you're building? I'm like, Mm. I don't know. The Lord the Lord knows what he's doing, but if it's up to me, like bury me here, that is a lot of work. <laughs> I bet. Um, I am the mom to 10 kids. Um, oh. I have two sets of identical twins in the mix. And apparently we really like symmetry because I have a set of identical girl twins at numbers four and five. And then we have a set of identical boy twins at numbers nine and 10. Stop. So my kids keep teasing me that, of course, we're going to have 15 kids and numbers 14 and 15 are <laughs> going to be boy twins or whatever. I'm like, okay, well. Well, are, is there a we'll chance see. you'll have we'll more? See. Are you are you still open to more kids? We have just left it up to the wow. Lord as far as an ultimate number. Um, we do some natural family planning for spacing, mm-hmm. but even then, he's the one yeah. that has opened and closed the womb, just wow. like it talks about in scripture. So we um we have just left it up to him so we don't have an ultimate number in mind i just turned 40 a couple of weeks ago so you know i assume there can't be too many more mm. with the way that our bodies work but i just i just don't know that's just kind of a wait and see okay so do you do well with pregnancies i do i do um my twin pregnancies were hard er but yes, I do well with, preg- with pregnancies. I um, teach fitness classes the whole time, <laughs> like literally till the very end. Um, and I get, you know, really, really tired in the first trimester. Yeah. I get where I, I feel gross and uh-huh. nothing sounds good. Mm-hmm. You don't want to cook and you don't want to. But I'm a little bit of an annoyingly um, stubborn personality. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just, uh, I can think of like, I remember very distinctly being five weeks pregnant with my numbers nine and 10. So twins, mm-hmm. I didn't know they were twins at that point because oh. uh, five weeks is super yeah, yeah, early. Yeah. So I didn't know twins yet. I just knew I felt like death mm-hmm. and I was teaching a 5.45 AM class. And I just find it interesting 
what we're capable of when we kind of don't think we have an option not to, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember I was teaching it. It's called body pump. It's a weight training class. And I was doing clean impresses, like trying not to puke and trying not to drop the bar because I felt so bad and it was so early and I wasn't sleeping well and I was so tired. I felt like I could fall asleep in the middle of teaching class and probably people thought I looked a little green, but did anybody know? Yeah. No, because wow. we can do hard things, yes, you know, we can. Lord gets us through. Oh. So yeah, I have 10 kids um, ages 16 and a half down to the last two, which are two-year-old boy twins. Um, super fun fact that everybody wants to know. I say it on every podcast. So if anybody's like following podcasts close, they're like, we know, we know, Abby, but all the new people get so excited about this little tidbit, which is that both of my sets of identical twins are born on the same day. Stop. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So we have this giant quad birthday on September 24th. And I, you know, I just always joke about how I'm like the most efficient birthday planner in the world, which of course is not true. The Lord is. That is. 40% of our birthdays happen on one day. Oh my goodness. (laughs) If people could see the screen, I just had the biggest jaw drop. I did not. Yes, her mouth is like dropping (laughs) wide open. I I cannot imagine. Wow. Okay. I think you just put a whole lot of things into perspective for a whole lot of us, everything from pregnancy to birthdays because I have boys who are like have a birthday six days apart and I'm always like oh it's so much yeah <laughs> like okay never mind I'm never gonna say that again you just gave me great perspective. Hey, you know what doing things six days apart I think is harder than just doing it all yes. on Wednesday and and I guess I'll finish the introduction yes. part because I feel keep like going. We've I already, keep like, jumping in yes no 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 I love it I love organic conversation <laughs> Um, But people always ask me about birthdays, like, oh my goodness, you have so many kids. There is a fascination, which I understand because I remember having an older mom friend when I first got married who had four kids and that then five. And I remember thinking, holy moly, that's a lot of kids. And how do you keep up with? And really when you're in it, very few people, if any, are, um, have 10 kids landed in their laps all at once. Yeah. Now we've done it two at a time twice. Yeah. yeah. So so we we do not do the one at a time thing every single time. But <clears throat> I think a lot of people picture me with 10 two-year-olds having birthday parties. Right. 10 no. five-year-olds mm-hmm. going to the park. Mm-hmm. 10 four-year-olds learning to read. When in fact, I've been a mother for almost 17 years. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I have. I've, you know, I've carried my son in my belly and I was already a mother. So I've been a mother right. for over 17 years. Yes. And um the Lord just kind of brings us along, you know, he, he teaches us new little things in each season mm-hmm. and we grow and we become totally. um, more skilled in certain areas and we mature mm-hmm. and he's so gracious not to leave us where he finds us, yes. you know? So the birthday thing, people get really fascinated by, but they also get fascinated by the meal thing oh, and, everything. and the potty training thing. <laughs> everything. Not as mystical as it seems. It's just doing the same thing that you do with your three kids or two kids or five mm-hmm. kids or one kid. Mm-hmm. But just more times, yeah. you know, it's just a lot of perseverance. It's, it's not as mystical as it seems. Anyway, so I, um, I've i been on the internet for about a dozen years mm-hmm. blogging mm-hmm. and have always, always, always wanted to write books. That's why I got on the, the internet was to grow a readership mm. of friends that I could chat with and encourage mm-hmm. in motherhood. And the Lord has just honed my voice and my focus mm-hmm. over the last um, eight or so years after I changed my blog name to Emma's for Mama, which is what it is now. Mm-hmm just kind of as a, as a statement of identity that motherhood is a calling and a profession Mm -hmm. and 
um, something holy and worthwhile to spend our time on. Um, little story I like to tell, I was going in for um, one of those little initial discs. I'm holding my hand up like mm-hmm, you can see mm-hmm. me. That you wear on the necklace yeah. that are so popular, like that'll say your name, A for Ashley or whatever. Yeah. And I was looking for one for S for Softa. That's what we call my mom. It's the Hebrew word for grandma. Mm-hmm. And um, and I found an M instead, I meaning I couldn't find an S. Mm-hmm. As I was walking away, I saw an M. And it, I, I was like almost in a daze of like, why am I buying this M? My name doesn't start with an M. And as I sat in the car, the Lord just really impressed this message of this is your focus mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And it will be for a long time for, as I give you children, mm-hmm. that these are the eternal souls that you are being gifted with to raise for my glory mm-hmm. and to invest in every day with perseverance. And wearing this around your neck is going to remind you that when people ask you, who are you? What do you do? First of all, you are a daughter of Christ. Mm-hmm. You are you are a child of God. You are a Christian. But also, a huge part of what I've what I've tasked you to do is to raise your children well, mm-hmm. you know, in a biblical way. And this will remind you of that. So I wore that M and changed my blog name to that. So I blog. Um, recently re- released my first book, um, Ms. for Mama: Rebellion Against Mediocre Motherhood. And then I just turned in my manuscript for my second book, which is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. And fitness instructor, been doing that for about 15, 16 years. Um, and then we have an art print business and a t-shirt business that we kind of do on the side as time allows. I always hate throwing that in there because it sounds like, oh, one more thing. But I always encourage mom that life comes in seasons. Yes. It's not like I am doing a manuscript deadline while teaching a child to read, sending out t-shirt orders and lifting weights at the same time. Right. <laughs> like, season at a time for everything. And yes, we have a lot on our plates, but um, I think people would be surprised at how chill many of my days are when you have like the description of the things that I, of the hats that I can wear, that most of it's been at home with my family, you know, okay. that's what, that's what I enjoy. I'm so impressed with that. And, and I do my, my heart today is to talk about this rebellion against mediocre motherhood. So I really want to get there, but I still, I think we could have a few conversations, but I also just want to pause on that and your your perspective and attitude. It really inspires me because you wear a few more hats than I do, but I, I've, I'm similarly, you know, spread between homeschooling kids and writing and podcasting. Yeah. But I think so much of it is perspective. And I've said, you know, you can wake up and go, oh my goodness, I have so much to do today. Or you can go, this is all good stuff. Like, look, we can do this. Yeah, you know, look what I get to do yes, today. Yes. Amen. <laughs> And I'm sure you've gotten good at just time management, at being organized yeah. with where your focus is, being present in the one yeah. thing you're doing at that moment. Yeah. Um, because you're homeschooling, right? Yeah. 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 We homeschool. <laughs> Again, I just have questions like, do you have help with that? Do you, are they just? We do. Yeah. Okay. Actually, my mom comes twice a week. She homeschooled me. I was homeschooled myself. My brother and I were. People always assume that I came from a big family, but I just have one older brother. Okay. And um, she homeschooled both of us and she comes for about five, six hours, two days a week awesome. um, to help with homeschooling. Perfect. And we're often, sometimes that means that I am teaching a fitness class during part of that. Mm-hmm. And then we're swapping off or I can write for an hour if I have a deadline. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we're side by side. Yeah. Like she's doing dishes while I do math. Yep. She's sweeping the floors while I teach language arts. She takes over the reading with the younger child while I do history with the older kids. It's very synergistic. It's very, very helpful. She's been doing that for about seven, eight years. And yes, yes, mm-hmm. I know how blessed I am to yeah. have someone like that in my 
life. I'm yeah. told that often and I do not disagree. Yes, yep. that, is, in, that is incredible. Her. It is worth it. Every penny. Yes. Yes. I love that. No. And, and I've had seasons where I've hired, you know, a a fellow homeschooler, a high school girl to come over and just be a household helper, which allows me to focus on, you know, the older kids while she plays with the younger or. I just don't think that we were really ever meant, like, I don't agree with Hillary Clinton's version of it takes a village Mm -hmm. as in, I need all of this kind of community efforts of maybe people I wouldn't even know very well or trust or be theologically aligned with. But I do think that we were made to live in community with believers and we were made to be generous with our time and our skills Mm -hmm. and also to be humble enough to receive help. Mm -hmm. So I think we, we could go off on that pretty easily for a whole podcast, Mm -hmm. but the concept that we have to be kind of super girl in our fortress of solitude and get everything done perfectly ourselves It's just, it's not biblical. Right. And I wish, I wish we lived in a more family integrated, multi-generational society still. Absolutely. Yes. And I think, again, this could lead us to a full conversation on homeschooling, but for those yeah. who ask and wonder, you know, I think there's a lot of creative ways you can get things done. So yes. we'll save that for a future episode on homeschooling, but right. let's talk about your book and the message, which I am telling you, as I read through these chapters, I was just like, please keep going, preach it because you're, you're saying so much of what's been on my heart. I think especially the past couple of years, this mediocre motherhood and the things that we see. And I'll be honest with my next book, Raising Amazing coming out. I went through a season at the very beginning when I was working on it, where I, I nearly quit because it felt like everywhere I looked, were these messages, especially on social media, but these messages that were just embracing mediocre motherhood, this message of, it's not all up to you. God's got your kids. So quit putting so much pressure on yourself. And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. oh, be careful with that because maybe, maybe some of us need that because we put a ton of pressure on ourselves, but a whole lot of people are seeing that who are taking that as a way out and who oh my goodness, yes. just run with it. And you could be really causing some people to stumble. So I went through this season where I was like literally reaching out to my uh, editor saying, I'm just struggling with so much doubt that anyone even wants to hear this message that I have because I am calling people up. I am saying, yes, it's hard, but yes, you can do it and it's worth it. And no, there's no guarantees on the outcome, but God has called us to a standard. So let's live it. And so I'm reading your book going, oh my goodness, well done. Thank you. I'm so behind your message. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation and I want to pause real quick to point you to some great resources available now over at the Christian Parenting website. Now this is specifically for moms raising daughters, which as you know, is something I'm really excited about in the new year. I get to talk more to the girl moms. And if you are a girl mom, I know you want to raise a confident daughter, a daughter with the right kind of confidence. And Tara Matson over at Christian Parenting has some incredible courses. She has a variety based on age range and topic, and she's coming out with new ones all the time. Her most recent course is called She is Confident in Healthy Relationships. Isn't that an important topic? This course was made specifically for your fifth and sixth grade girls. So help us spread the word about that age range if you know someone who has a daughter in that age range. There are video lessons, there's conversation guides, there's a downloadable journal, so much good stuff. And you can check out all of these new courses at cpguides.org. Org. Again, CP is in Christian Parenting Guides.org. You can learn more and purchase the course made just for the age.
age and stage of your daughter's journey. So I hope you can check that out. And now we're going to get back to today's conversation. Tell us about the book. Tell us your heart for the book, maybe how it got started and and what's in there. Sure. So I think the first thing that I have to really be clear about is what I mean by mediocre motherhood, because I think you're tracking with me perfectly, Mm -hmm. but some people are going to be really offended by that phrase Mm -hmm. and maybe feel like I'm being insulting Mm -hmm. or, okay, well, if you're not a mediocre mother, you're perfect. Mm -hmm. No. What I say in the book is we are all mediocre without Jesus. (laughs) Like we do not have the capability of excellence, true soul transforming excellence Mm. within us without the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I think that we can be excellent in our external things. I think we can be good at schedules. I think we can be um, generally kind and patient and we can have good relationship with our kids. We can do the function, but the spirit won't be Mm -hmm. imbuing us with excellence without reliance on Jesus. And so I just really want to make that clear that I am not, this is not us against them. Mm-mm. This is against the, the spirit, mm. not against individuals. Yeah. This is against a spirit of defiance against God's commands in scripture for, for parents to lead and disciple and pour into and sacrifice for their children. And we see this Um, both in specific commands to parents, like in Deuteronomy 6, where you are to teach God's law as you sit down, as you rise up, as you lie down, as you walk in the way, like basically day and night, we are being called to this um, incredible holy task of modeling, speaking, preaching truth, uh, memorizing, meditating on scripture. And it it can sound so daunting <laughs> until we break it down into some really basic things, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor. And by the way, your closest neighbors are the toddlers in the other room <laughs> that pee in their bed every night. <laughs> and they're so close that they climb into their your bed right after they've been in their bed. <laughs> And um, that's your neighbor and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And I heard you say what you did just now, which is not something that I hear a lot of people call out. And I love that you said it, Monica, which is there is a danger to this, you know, God's got this and you're not really like Mm -hmm. you you can't, uh, you can't put this all on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. I clarify that I agree that salvation is not up to us. The Bible is very clear. We are to plant seeds and we are to be faithful in it. And then we will have other people. And it says, Paul plants, Apollo's waters, but God brings the harvest. Mm -hmm. We can never start conflating our importance with that of Christ's in salvation for our kids. But in terms of the, the person who has been like given this opportunity to be the one, like the one that has the reins in her hands Mm -hmm to direct our children towards Christ, I don't think we can ever take that Mm. too deeply Mm. and too strong a way. Mm. So I I agree. I agree with what you're saying. So as I saw that on social media, because you were asking kind of where did this Mm -hmm. come from? Where is this something? Well, one, I grew up with a biblically excellent mother who poured her life into me. Mm. She has her master's in English. She could have, quote, done so many other things that had so much more value in the world. She had relatives who told her that she was wasting her degree Mm -hmm. by staying home with us. She definitely got a lot of patronizing looks and rolled eyes for choosing to homeschool because I'm an OG homeschooler. I'm Mm -hmm. 40 years old. Mm -hmm. It was barely even legal in Texas (laughs) when we started. And she fought in literal court battles for it to be legal because she thought 
that being home with her children and being invested in them and being the primary discipler and teacher, the touch point from which all of these really deep issues flow, like who is God? Who am I in his sight? What is right and wrong? How does that look living with my neighbor? She was the one that took the responsibility mm-hmm. to convey those things to me and my brother. And she took that responsibility really seriously while showing us that she loved being our mother and that she enjoyed us, Mm -hmm. that she did not see us as a burden, that she was not ready to escape us at six every night and put us to bed as early as possible so she could wind up Netflix. Um, And so having had that as my example, um, it is such a stark contrast Mm -hmm. to see the world like reason. I saw this reel the other day on Instagram, reasons why you should put your kid in bed at six tonight because they're annoying. Mm -hmm. That was the answer. And of course, there may be someone listening to me that's like, well, my kid is annoying. And I think we need to make this distinction. Okay, this is an important distinction to me between the mediocre view of this and the biblically excellent view of this that we are called to. My kid can act annoying. Absolutely. But that does not mean that that defines Mm -hmm. him and that put him in that square, in that box, and then shove him away from me mm. in disdain because his annoying character traits mm. are getting on my nerves. Yeah. Instead, his acting annoying is a huge call for me to say, ooh, where can I disciple? Mm. Where can I pour in? How can I adjust? What does he need from me in the Lord's strength, yeah. prayerfully? You know, so mm. just... Seeing moms, and then here's the other thing. I started a, a Q&A called What Do You Want to Know Wednesday about three years ago. And I had always been nervous about the research side of books, like writing a book, mm. all the research into it, having to do interviews. And I didn't realize at the time in answering these questions for a couple hours every Wednesday, because that's kind of the bulk of my DMs and social media interactions on Wednesdays when I'll devote one or two hours to that. I schedule it into my time that I was doing the exact research that I needed to write Emma's for Mm -hmm. Mama. And the Lord was making me do it in this low key way that didn't intimidate me. And I wasn't scared. I was just doing it. And then I was like, the same questions get asked over and over Mm -hmm. again. Same things. How do I like my kids much less love them? How do I live self-sacrificially? How do I pour from an empty cup? How do I self-care? How do I, what do I do about mom guilt? You know, all Mm -hmm. the chapters, they line up with my FAQs from that that Q&A. And it showed me, and I want to encourage you in this as you're releasing your book, people are hungry Mm. for something different Mm -hmm. than your kids are bullying you Mm. and are taking away from true fulfillment. And if you just survive till they're five and you can get them out of their hair, your life will be better. Mm. Like message that we hear, sadly, like someone sent me something the other day that said something like, um, I've got, you know, I've got encouragement for you. If you think that your two-year-old is terrible, your 14-year-old is like five times as uh-huh. worse. Bad. Yeah, like he's so much worse. Mm-hmm. And I thought, they know they're not being encouraging. It's sarcasm. Mm-hmm. I get it. mm-hmm. But so many people in the comments are applauding. Mm-hmm. I know. I thought I had it bad at two. Mm-hmm. I just, my life is living heck. And mm-hmm. so I 
the Lord was like, there is a need for this. There is a need for this. Moms need to hear something different. They need to hear what the Bible has to say about this. They're being so sucked in by social media. They're not spending time in God's word to learn that this is not what he has for us. So yeah, long-winded answer, but that's, that's kind of where my heart came from being just so passionate about giving moms just a quick, like, come on, we can look Mm up. We don't look down into the pit. Mm -hmm. Such, such good stuff. And again, just appreciate your boldness and your courage to just um, be honest and speak biblical truth. And, you know, kudos to your mom. Like that, that inspires me. I mean, at this point, I have three boys who are 18 and older, and they all plan to homeschool because I think they loved how they were raised. And And again, this isn't necessarily about homeschooling, but it's the heart of our home was, was what it was. And they, um, and so I just think moms know that what you're doing, uh, is, is making an impact on your own kids and then on the generations that follow. So, which, which is the exact opposite message of the one that says, don't put too much pressure on Mm -hmm. yourself because really it's not up to you. Salvation. Absolutely not up to us. I agree. But just like we talked about, but the ability to impact generations to come. Mm. Oh my goodness. Yes. Up to you because the Lord has tasked you with that. And it's amazing. 100% all throughout scripture. There's no denying it. Well, so good. Okay. So I'm just going to throw out a couple topics that I know are on mom's hearts because I hear from so many women and, and I love how you addressed it. Can you say a few words about the difference between mom guilt and Holy Spirit conviction, where we need to tune in, where we need to not tune in? Sure. So <clears throat> I gave this the ex- example the other day. Um, when we moved into this house um, and we had spent two years building it, a year and a half planning it before that, we had seven little kids. When we moved in, I was four months postpartum, so I had a newborn. Um, we moved in with concrete floors and red dirt and people still painting which we were going to do all the painting ourselves, but our first DIY house sold so quickly that we had 40 days to get in here. Mm. And we planned out our days. Literally my husband and I sat down and we're like, here's all the tasks, like all of them, all the little bitty ones that we need to be able to live in the house, not, not have it be done, but like have it be where we could function. And, um, and it was 16 hour work days for both of Mm. us. Like I was taking care of the kids, but also packing and moving us and, buying supplies and he was pouring concrete countertops and, you know, finishing up electrical and finishing up plumbing. We actually moved in on our, um, I'm not even going to get the anniversary correct, uh, 12th anniversary okay. maybe like the day of it. And he, he hooked up one shower head so we could shower and go to dinner and we didn't have washed hair or anything, but it was just a really hectic season. Mm. And um, I had postpartum anxiety and didn't know it. And I was just ignoring mm-hmm. it, you know, just like, you know, can't breathe, but it's going to be fine. Yep, you know? yep. like, I couldn't figure out why my chest felt so tight all the time. Oh. Um, and there were times when I would get to the end of the day and there would be really full days of really pouring myself out for my family and doing stuff on these, on the house and mothering and nursing a baby. And I still would feel very, um, discontented with myself and guilty that my time had not been well spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really think it was because in the brief pockets of, of moments when 
I had a moment of downtime, which there really weren't very many, as you can imagine. I was turning to the internet or social media Mm -hmm. to check out. Mm -hmm. And I felt the Lord saying, your time could be better spent. Your time could be Mm -hmm. better spent. Mm -hmm. So the thinking is, what I ultimately realized is that my time could be better spent resting. Mm -hmm. The Lord was not calling me to go do more dishes or another project. Mm -hmm. It was like, go take a nap. Do not get on the internet and and Mm -hmm. numb your brain. Instead, go do something that will nourish your body so that when you wake up, you feel refreshed instead of more frazzled. I think that was Holy Spirit conviction, Mm -hmm. not mom guilt. Mm -hmm. However, there have been times, especially I think one of the biggest things about mom guilt is when we keep our eyes on other people instead of on what the Lord is calling us to. Mm. Um, So for example, in my, what do you want to know Wednesday? People were asking me about breakfast and lunch. If you don't cook breakfast and lunch for your kids, well, then how do they eat? And I was like, well, it's a thing called a pantry and a refrigerator. (laughs) And um, so I have taught my kids to make food for themselves. I make it for the small children that can't, but the rest of them love making their own breakfast and dinner creations. We have omelets going on and muffins and it would drive some people crazy, but it works for our home. If I were to look at somebody else who plans breakfast the night before, because this is not a biblical issue. Mm -mm, This is mm -mm. my children are being fed. They are being provided with life skills. The food is healthy. I have not neglected them. There is nothing here that is inherently morally wrong or right Mm. about the way breakfast, Mm -hmm. unless we are truly phoning it in. We're never up Mm -hmm. with like imagine. You're asleep while your kids are dealing with yeah. dangerous things. I mean, th- that's a moral issue. Yeah. But just how you get breakfast in their bodies, we can make an idol of something that is not even a third tier issue. And when we have done that and we keep our eyes on people that seem to quote unquote be doing it better and we quote feel bad, we feel mom guilt mm-hmm. because I'm not measuring up to her standards. We have to say, okay, Lord. What are you requiring me mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. this season? Mm-hmm. What should breakfast and lunch look like that is as unto the Lord that you're requiring me in my personality, with my giftings, with my current life circumstances, with my sleep schedule, with my number of children? Mm-hmm. And then when he says, this is what will work best for your family. Oh, oh. And here's another thing, Monica. Let me just throw this in here. Have you talked to your husband about your mom guilt? Mm. People talk to other women. Oh, yeah. Way before they ever talked to their husbands, I would go to my husband and I would say, I feel bad because I didn't get this thing done today. And he would say, do not feel bad. You did what you were supposed to do as unto the Lord. And that was so freeing. Yes. Like he was like, no, no, I saw what you did today. You were doing your mm, job. Bless him. And so that's another thing is I think when we get our eyes focused on what the world is doing, even if it's not like worldly people, if it's if it's good Christian friends who just have a different way of doing things mm-hmm. that aren't salvific issues, that aren't moral issues, we're going to, quote, feel bad mm-hmm. and it's a lie from Satan. Mm-hmm. We are doing just fine as long as we are seeking the Lord first. And then I would say second, asking what our husbands would like us to do, yeah. because that's where our focus should be yes. in our homes as unto the Lord, not what other people are doing. Yes. And I think most husbands would be honest if he's like, yeah, I actually saw you checking out on social media for 30 minutes. Like, I think my husband would speak truth. He doesn't always, you know, he's super gracious. But if I went to him and said, I'm feeling this, tell me, is this, is this 
just silly mom guilt or should I? And he, he would tell me, I think he'd be honest. So same. same. my husband does not, he gives me all kinds of grace and he is so kind, but he has spoken tough truth to me in those seasons where he's like, no, you're worn down, but I don't think you're best recharging here. Mm -hmm. And that we have to be humble enough mm -hmm. to realize that that could be very much so is, is the conduit, mm -hmm. a conduit through which God's truth and wisdom can come. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Well, um, there's a, a lot in this book and there's a lot of really practical, helpful stuff. I'm thinking before we wrap up though, maybe you could offer some encouragement. If there's moms listening who are like, whoa, this is kind of resonating. Like I'm feeling my heart beat with what you're saying. And maybe I've kind of gotten wrapped up in this cultural message. And maybe I've seen my kids as annoying or getting in the way of all the other stuff I could be doing. Where, where would you suggest somebody starts? Like what, what can we do with our heart and with that nudge that's probably coming from the Holy Spirit right now? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is to go through your social media and be honest about the messages that you're receiving from the people that you're following. Because I think the word following is so key. Mm. It is pretty accurate. Yeah. You are, you are, we are, as we press that follow button and allow people to speak into our lives, mm. a lot of times aligning with what they are preaching. Yeah. And so you have to say, does this person edify me in Christ? Mm. Is what they're saying scriptural? Am I getting Holy Spirit conviction as I'm listening to this, that this is not good, right, true, and beautiful? Mm. Um, and if the answer to those things are no and then yes about the Holy Spirit conviction, we have to be willing to give that person up mm -hmm. and trust them to the Lord. We This is not a we are condemning them mm -hmm. to hell or mm -hmm. anything, but we need to say um my family is too precious to me mm -hmm. to allow voices of negativity and despair. I'm going through um, Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, which mm. is a really fun um, kids version of Pilgrim's Progress, which is so good, mm -hmm. but so heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, mm -hmm. just really hits you. Yeah. And um, the thing that, that's striking me, because it's very simple. It's very good. My kids love yeah. it, but my younger kids do. But um thing that's striking me is that Christian is encouraged over and over again to stay on the path, to stay on the path. And each time someone comes and distracts him from his mission of staying on this path to the celestial city, mm -hmm. something terrible happens. Mm -hmm. And he falls into the slew of despair or right. he, um, he ends up in the briars and he ends up lost and he's, he's always beating himself up for, Oh man, I can't believe I fell for mm. that again. And I think we can relate, yeah. you know, mm. how often have we been distracted by something that just seems like it would be so much easier mm. and so much more fun. And that person surely has it better than I do because they're not over here trying to teach phonics for the third hour in a row, <laughs> which by the way, if you're trying to get up for three hours, stop. <laughs> start over again tomorrow the next day. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that we have to be willing to um, be really picky mm -hmm. about who we allow to speak. Yeah. Um, truth or lies mm -hmm. into our lives. That would be the first place I would start. The second place would be scripture. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And how about even as simple as that, where would you send them? Let's just say somebody really just wants 101. Where would you send them to in scripture? 
Um, I think that you are wanting to go to Proverbs. <laughs> you are wanting to go to Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, people get freaked out by the Old Testament, but I love the first three chapters of Genesis mm-hmm. because it literally talks about who God is, mm-hmm. creator, omnipotent, all loving, just, but full of mercy. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't wipe Adam and Eve out. Mm-hmm. It talks about who we are. Mm-hmm. We are created, we're image bearers. He talks about what marriage is, one man, one woman. He talks about one of the reasons for marriage, which is to produce children. Like you've got the gospel and you've got the basics of what life is supposed to look like in the first three chapters of the first book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then you start having, I mean, 40 plus chapters, you start having all of these stories of people who either didn't get it or Mm -hmm. got it Mm -hmm. over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it just smack you in the face, yep. like went on the narrow path, did not go well, stayed on the narrow path and the Lord blessed him. And I do think throughout the Pentateuch, throughout the first five books of the Bible, um, I was on the uh, Fierce Marriage podcast, Fierce Parenting podcast with um, Selena Frederick and her husband. And they were saying how they talked to their kids about blessings and cursings. Yes. Like, if you obey my commandments, If you follow me only, if you worship me only, I will bless you. If you go after the nations, if you abandon my Mm -hmm. teachings, if you worship other gods, I will curse you. Mm -hmm. And it is, we lose sight of that, um, that it's almost, oh, it's almost just ridiculously simple. Mm -hmm. It's hard to live, Mm -hmm. but the concept is simple. Blessings and curses, we obey the Lord and we receive blessings. And that does not look like the what Joel Osteen tells us it looks like. It's not about in our bank account. It's about peace and joy and a sense of purpose yes. and satisfaction in your um, in your walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more, mm. uh, there's so much more fulfillment to be found than any kind of blessing that the world tells us so we should be seeking. Awesome. And I love that you mentioned Proverbs, which I also think of the same concept and um, wisdom cries out in the street. And then mm-hmm. foolishness cries out from the corner. And, and I, I talk to my boys about that often because I'm like, you will hear that voice of wisdom crying out. Yes. Do you listen and follow or do you hear the foolish voice? So love all of that. And um, just so much, so much hope for the mom out there that is feeling that nudge. I just say you can turn a corner at any moment and you can yes. choose to say, you know what, this is not working for me and I don't believe it's for my kids best. So let's try to do things different. Uh, so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening, who feels like, you know, maybe some of your friendships need to be examined as well as social media. And yeah. are the people sure. you're hanging out with really encouraging you and pointing you to the Lord? And maybe you need to think about getting involved in some other groups of friends and maybe find a church group, somebody to plug into that will really bring you the encouragement that's going to help you and your family. So, mm, so good. There's a whole lot more I could talk to you about. So I think I'm going to have to invite you back on for part two and and three here. Um, But before we go, I'm trying to ask my guests uh, to share something that has been amazing in your life, work, family, or devotional life recently, amazing in the way of causing wonder or a pleasant surprise. So I was thinking, and I mean, I was definitely thinking about sharing something about my kids, um, just kind of those everyday wonder things, mm-hmm. um, just 
just today sitting with uh, both of my twin toddlers are a little bit under the weather and they were just losing their minds this morning. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I can't even emphasize how badly they were losing their minds, like banshee screaming and mm-hmm. body slamming and throwing themselves backwards. And one just needed to go back down for a nap after nursing and kind of getting some snuggles, but he just couldn't handle life. And then the other one was sitting on my lap and he just kept patting my arm and saying, mama, mama. Like that was his way of getting my attention. And then he pointed at something and just gibbered. And I have no idea what he said, uh-huh. but and then he just kept doing it over and over again. I just thought how sweet that he's seen my older kids like do this to me mama. I need your attention. And this is his, his soft little sweet voice. Mm-hmm. So that was just one sweet thing. And then the other thing that I was thinking about professionally was kind of what I've already touched on, which is that MS for mama, which came out in February has done um, incredibly well for which I praise God But the main thing I'm praising him for is not the number of sales or the number of reviews. It's that this is resonating Mm. with women. Mm. And I knew that it would from all of those questions that I had, but I underestimated how many Mm. people were hungry for truth. And that encourages me so much as a Christian mama, Mm -hmm. because we can be a little bit like Elijah, like, Lord, I'm the only one left. Mm. I'm over here by myself Mm. doing right so arrogant and not true at all, you know, and, and really there, the Lord, I think in the last two years mm-hmm. opened so many people's eyes mm. and woken them up from a complacency and a slumber to spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And they are hungry mm-hmm. for biblical truth and for practical ways to serve the Lord that have nothing to do with, you know, a lot of the popular memes mm-hmm. that we see mm-hmm. just, I amazing. It's really encouraging. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad to hear that. And I think sometimes that certain voices are so loud that we can be, you know, confused and think that there aren't many out there who want what we're offering. But um, just because people are quieter doesn't mean they're not out there. So, uh, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. oh, I'm, I'm so encouraged by your message and just love getting to know you. So we'll be linking to your book and all the places people can follow you. But if somebody's listening right now and just are like, I have to see this woman dance with her kids. And, and now you're going to have to do more dance videos. Sorry to tell you, but. I need to. I love it. We have a lot of fun. But um, where can people just find and follow you and join your Wednesday Q&As? Yeah. Um, so I mostly microblog over at Instagram at m.is.4.mama. So that's my username with periods in between. I'm on Facebook as well. And you can find me on my blog and sign up for my newsletter at msformama.net. Sweet. Well, I'm a fan. I just appreciate you so much. So thanks for taking time to hang out with us today. And we'll help you have this back. Awesome. All right. You take care. You too. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that interview nearly as much as I did. And of course, you'll find links to anything we talked about over in show notes, which for this specific episode can be found at monicaswanson.com forward slash Abby dash Halberstadt. And yes, I'll spell her last name for you. It is H-A-L-B-E-R-S-T-A-D-T. And there'll be a link to that also below this episode um, in the show notes. Now, I also want to make sure that you're part of my email community because right now as we're leading up to the launch of Raising Amazing, I've got some special stuff going out in emails every Wednesday and I love to be connected with you there. So you can subscribe to my weekly email list at monicaswanson.com 
forward slash subscribe. Super easy. I take good care of you over there. And if you're not on that list yet, then you may not know that I have a pre-order bonus for Raising Amazing that is now available and it's really fun. I have four interviews with my four sons. They are responding to questions people have sent in via social media and through my email list talking about how they were raised, um, some of the challenges along the way, some of the things they appreciated most about their sibling relationships, about conflict resolution, about birth order, and a whole bunch more. So I think you'll really enjoy those, and I think your kids might enjoy listening as well. So that's a pre-order bonus. You can find all that at my book page, monicaswanson.com forward slash raising amazing. Okay, so links to all those things in show notes, no worries, but just I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being a part of this community. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.